Hey guys, this is Life with a Side of Fries. I'm Lexi. And I'm Emma. We hope you enjoy a little sneak peek into the crazy world we call life. You know what I think? What? I think it's completely and utterly stupid that Cheetos decided to get rid of the twirly Cheeto puffs. I agree with you. We've had this discussion multiple times, and it doesn't matter if they're easier to eat. They were far more fun. Yeah, it's... <laughs> it, it, it was just very happy to eat them. And then they were like, you know what? We're making them look like fingers. And I think it's dumb. It is dumb. Anything, anywhere, talk about it without a care what's on your mind. Change the subject one last time I've worked up my appetite I'm craving something that'll hit just right I think that I I think that I'll just grab a slice Of life with a side of fries Hey guys, welcome back. Hey! What'd you guys think of that incredible new little theme song that we have our wonderful friend dan very talented human being recorded that for us after after we asked um make sure to hit him up on instagram and facebook we'll put his um social medias down in the description of this podcast we'll also have it on our instagram if you'd like to go um, check him out, give him some love, because he did a great job, and we'll, we're very thankful for it. He also has lots of other music um, and a few other recordings. He recorded a great song about the quarantine. Yep, a lot of them are um, self-written. And self-produced. Yeah. So, with that, we're going to get started on this week's episode of Life. Awesome. And I think today we're going to be talking a little bit about celebration and the joys that come with it. Yep. And what a great topic to be discussing in the current times that we're in. This is personally one of my favorite topics. I think celebration is huge. And with that, would you like to start us off? Absolutely. Yeah, I think celebration is such a a critical thing. Um, I think it's something that Jesus did really well in his time on earth, and that God does constantly. And I think that celebrating people, celebrating small victories, celebrating um, big victories, just the little things, and especially celebrating in times where it doesn't seem like you can celebrate, like there's nothing to celebrate. There's this, this joy that arises in you when you choose to celebrate that as people who follow Jesus and as human beings, we, we want to pursue. And... And I think celebration is so good for that. It's so, I don't know, it just, it fills me up to celebrate others and to celebrate things that Jesus has done or is doing in my own life and in mm-hmm. others' lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think to go along with that, um, as you were saying, celebration should also be a time where it feels like we shouldn't celebrate. And I just got the image in my head and the, uh, this is, I mean, it goes with it perfectly, but it's mm-hmm. kind of funny. Um, in um, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, when they're um, at the Weasley's house, and everyone's getting ready for the wedding, and uh, Ginny's like, isn't it weird 
to have a wedding, like, is it weird to be celebrating something? And Harry's like, well, I think that's it's the best time to do it to keep everyone's hopes up. And, I, and it's very true, I think, um, especially in times where nothing seems good. You can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. You should celebrate things, even if it's the smallest victory of... Look at me. I I took a shower and I shaved my legs today, so I'm going to make my favorite dinner tonight. Yeah. Even if it's just the littlest things, yeah. it makes a huge difference and puts you in such a better mood. And it has a better outlook on life when you celebrate even just the littlest things. Yeah. No, I think that's good. And I think what you said about hope is is amazing in that even just taking a minute to say this was good and I'm going to choose to hang on to it sparks hope in that maybe tomorrow there will be another good thing. Yeah. And yeah, the day it, after that. It gives you motivation as well because you're like, if I can celebrate literally the smallest things of doing the dishes, then I can celebrate basically anything. Yeah. <laughs> Putting gas in your car when you didn't think you were going to have enough money to. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have, a celebration doesn't have to be a birthday party or an anniversary or a wedding or the job you, you got the promotion. It can be literally the smallest thing. Yeah. I didn't say anything bad about myself today. Yeah. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to sit down and I'm going to watch my favorite TV show that I never get to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it almost sounds kind of like a like a treat yourself thing, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I think it is. I think that's I think part it of it is that it's it's choosing to find those things that that spark that joy, um, and then pursuing them in a way that also sparks joy. Yeah, and you know, I think what you said is good in that it doesn't have to be big things. But on the other hand, like. Those big things should be big deals. Like They should be big deals. Like, when I think of my wedding, I want it to be a huge party. Oh, yeah. The biggest shindig. <laughs> yes. And, you know, I want it to be a time of, of celebrating. For me, I don't want it to be celebrating, like, my marriage. Like, of course, yes, I want that to be a thing. Yeah. But most importantly, in, in my own heart, I want it to be a celebration of the people who spoke into my life, who encouraged me, who helped me grow to become the person that could marry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I always, as someone who's, like, not, I don't know, the way, like, I talk where it's like, oh, well, I don't like big groups and I don't like, I don't like to be the center of attention of attention or anything. But in saying that, I do love a good party. Yeah. <laughs> I love a good celebration. Um, and I think the best parties and the funnest parties for everyone are the ones that aren't specifically geared to a person. Mm-hmm. It's like, yes, it's your birthday party. And yes, we're all here for you. But we're making it fun and eventful for everybody. Yeah. I always think that's very important for people who don't like partying. And also for people who do like partying. It shouldn't be... It's about me, so we're going to do everything I want to do, and you guys are just going to have to suck it up and do it. <laughs> yeah. Which, if it's your friend's birthday, and there's something you don't want to do, you should suck it up and do yeah. it. <laughs> because you are a good friend. But, in saying that, <laughs> hopefully, you all have something you can do, and you're all enjoying yourself at this celebration. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's good. I think that's really good. So, what is, like, one thing I'm a bit that you do to celebrate one small thing and then like 
something that you do to celebrate like a big thing? Like what's something that when you're like, when you think celebration, what comes to mind? Like an activity that you always do to celebrate either yourself or somebody else? Activities and stuff. I love bonfires or like lake days. No. <laughs> I never get to do that for like anything for me because I am a winter baby. <laughs> my birthday is in the winter, so I don't ever get to be like, yeah, it's my birthday. Let's celebrate this way. But like in the summertime, like um, Elise, for her birthday, she always has a bonfire and it's always a hoot and a half. And I enjoy it so much because you're outside, you're with good people, you're with friends. You got a nice fire, you got some marshmallows, you got some s'mores, you got the stars above you. It's a hoot. Yeah. Um, how I like to celebrate little things. <laughs> Take a nap. That's <laughs> the um, most Emma thing you could have said. Yeah. Or I just, just to relax, give myself time to just relax and be like, you know what, I did this. Now I'm going to celebrate by unwinding. Like, yeah. Taking a good bath. Watching Tangled. Mm-hmm. Love that movie. That is my, it's not my guilty pleasure. It's just my pleasure pleasure. <laughs> um, yeah. Maybe cooking a meal that I never really think about cooking. Or getting takeout. Because I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to relax. Yeah. So. That was good. What about you? How do you like to celebrate big and small wins or celebrations? Yeah, I think for me, one of the things I really like to do is is eat. Mm, perfect. <laughs> so like going out with like a small group or like some friends for dinner or having people over and just eating or oh, I love barbecues. I think summer really is a time for celebration. Summer is like... Don't get me wrong, winter's a good celebration time. You got Christmas, yeah, you got it's Thanksgiving, true. It's true. you got all that, that, all that. But summer nights throughout <laughs> June to August, maybe September, depending on where you live. True. Every single night should be a party. You should be celebrating that you can actually be outside and not in pain. <laughs> yes. Um, and Unless so, you live in Arizona, because yeah. then you are in pain. Constantly. I don't actually think you guys get a winter down there, which is unfortunate. Um, but, yeah, just, you know, in those big moments, just going out and being like, let's go do this thing. Let's go grab some some food. Let's go, like, let's go to get sushi or let's go um, to get sushi and then go somebody else, somewhere else for dessert, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, with those little things, though, it's, uh, <laughs> it's going to the store and buying myself a pint of ice cream and eating all of it. You know, mm-hmm. like, it's it's still food, and, or it's sitting down and watching, like, two or three episodes of my, like, mm-hmm. a good TV show, or taking a nice, long, like, hot shower, and then just laying in bed and reading a book. Mm-hmm. Um, just those, those things that are just kind of, like, a time for me to just, like, sit there. I think another thing that I do is I have, like, dance parties. Mm. Oh, like, yeah. All I'll the just, time. Like, Those are great. <laughs> like, in my room. Like, I'll just be, like, music up loud. Don't care who, like, I don't care if it annoys anybody. Like, I'm going to jam out and dance around because. Those are the best times. Because today was a good day. And if you have great roommates, hopefully they'll, they'll <laughs> join, join you. you. Exactly. Yeah. I think um, mis- a misunderstanding about celebrations is that it has to be a party. Yeah. That when, when 
I think everyone, when you think of a celebration, you think of <laughs> massive amount of foods, massive amount of drinks, huge people, blaring music, partying up, partying it up, or scrubbing your house down for two days so that when everyone comes over, you won't be embarrassed about how your house is. But celebrations really don't have to be that. They can be the smallest things. Little parties. Again, it could just be you in your room jamming out to your music because you're like, you know what, today was a good day. Today I felt great, so I'm going to celebrate it by jamming out. Definitely today we're going to look more on the the calmer side, I guess we're going to say, of celebration. The the little things. Yeah. Um, Yeah, well, and I think... That's exactly what we're going to look at. We're going to look at kind of how Jesus celebrated and and what the Bible says about celebration. I think something else, though, is like every time I have those moments of like self-celebration where Mm -hmm. it's like not necessarily that I'm celebrating myself, but I'm with myself by myself Mm -hmm. celebrating something that happened. I am constantly reminded that Jesus is celebrating with us. Mm -hmm. There's not a single time in our life where Jesus isn't there. Yeah. And... Because he's constantly with us. His presence is always there. And so in those moments where you're celebrating, where you're jumping for joy, where you're just ecstatic about something that took place, he's there with you. And he's jumping and he's laughing and he's dancing. And he's having an amazing time. Like we said in our last life episode that he's always going to be there holding your hand. Um, And when we were talking about that, we were talking more about like the rough times. But he is still going to be holding your hand. During the good times and during that dance party, he'll he'll be right there. I think that's the beautiful dancing thing. along with you, or, or sitting there reading that book. Um, and he, he is just as happy to celebrate and celebratory over our accomplishments and our um, goals in life. And he's, I mean, he's honestly probably happier than <laughs> even we <Yeah>. are. Um, <laughs> and so if we ever really want to look at how to party and how to be joyful we should we should definitely first and foremost look at him and how he celebrated and how he i feel like it's a weird say it's a weird thing to say how he partied (laughs) but um i think it's valid but he did he did like he went to parties yeah he was a fun guy it's a beautiful picture you know when i hear that i just think of how overjoyed god is for and of his children mm-hmm. that like his love is is boundless and the joy he feels when we feel joy is exponential mm-hmm. and it should envelop us it should wrap us around it and we should become even more joyful and i think with that our joy should become contagious yeah so like emma like when you have something exciting happen and you tell me about mm-hmm. it i'm like i like i get pumped for you because yeah. i'm like this is amazing, like, you, like that's that's awesome, that's great. Oh, yeah, and I can definitely say, like, even yesterday, like, your joy, so, like, after you, you got to fill up your extrovert self, you were high off the walls, <laughs> you, were, you were in such a good mood, which put me in a really good mood. <laughs> Granted, I had a mustache on, so I was already in a good mood, <laughs> but it's true, like, when we are able to have God-like joy and um, feel it, it should be contagious because his was contagious. Mm-hmm. And that is, um, it's the fruit of the spirit to yeah. have joy. Yeah. That's so good. It's so good. 
<laughs> and every time I think about it, I just like, no, our joy, get joyful. It, yeah, and our joy comes from Him, and so it should and overflow it's, it's, out of us. And it's the purest form of joy. Mm. Yeah. Pure ecstasy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, it is, but like the not drug kind. <laughs> so with that, I think we're ready to move into our next segment. So. Please enjoy a, a short break. <laughs> grab a drink. Grab a snack. We recommend a nice Taste Nirvana premium coconut water. Yes. Because that's what we are drinking, and it is Delicious. to die for. Straight up. It's pure thing. joy. <laughs> it is Taste Nirvana. <laughs> so we will see you back here in just a moment. Hey guys, welcome back. Um, we're going to start up on our second segment, which is um, a more biblical view on celebration. Um, enjoy and just kind of how, like we said in our last segment, how Jesus partied. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, and we just want to let you guys know, as usual, and we're going to try to do this anytime that we bring up the Bible or read scripture, um, in that there's a lot of context that goes into these verses, and we try our best to give you that, but please, we do encourage you to go back and to read these on your own, read the chapters, read the books, and just get familiar with it, because it, it, nothing we say do we want to be um, out of context out of, of what context. it says. We want to represent it as well as we possibly can. Um, the reasons we do pick these verses um, out of giant chapters in a huge book is... Um, just because it, it speaks more to what we want to talk to talk about, and um, it speaks to our to us personally as well. So by no means are we just picking and choosing and going, yeah, that sounds good, and then not knowing where right. it comes from and what yeah. the story behind it is. It's just more like this. This is kind of what we want to say, but through God's verses, through God's word. Right, and so without further ado, Emma is going to read us Psalms 68, 3. And that says, But may the righteous be glad and rejoice before God. May they be happy and joyful. Mm. <laughs> and that ties in exactly with what we talked about last segment, in that we, we should be joyful and we should rejoice. Um, you know, celebrate doesn't come up a lot in the Bible. It's often talked about as rejoicing mm-hmm. um, and being glad and being joyful. But it's the same thing. They're very much synonymous in this sense. Um, but I think that verse is just so powerful and that it is a call. It's a call to do that and and to just get excited about stuff. There's also a picture of what a true believer does actually look like. Um, and we should we should rejoice and we should be glad. I would just before God, but we should also be doing that in a time of despair. Um, we should always, I mean, it's, it, it is, it's definitely hard to always have a smile on your face and to have your head up high. Um, but like we said, joy is a fruit of the spirit and we should be filled with the fruit of the spirit. And no matter our circumstances, we should always have joy. Right. And that's not to say that we won't feel 
more negative feelings and, mm-hmm. and that it's wrong to feel that. And, we, and that's not what we're saying. What we're, what we're saying is that despite your circumstance, you still have joy. God is, is still willing and, and he's still pouring his joy into you. into you. Yeah. And he's, um, and it shouldn't feel like, like, oh, well, I feel sad today, but I gotta be joyful. It's, it should be a, it should be a side effect. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you read on pill bottles, you know, like <laughs> it has a side effect of this and this and this and this. It's the same exact thing about, um, being a true believer and being saved and being one of God's children is these, these are the side effects. Um, it is going to happen to us whether we try to or not. Right. Um, and so even in hard times, we should have an undeniable sense of joy, whether it may, it, it may be a little dimmed down than usual, but we shouldn't feel like we had, we have, oh, we have to be joyful. Oh, it's, it's just going to be there. Right. Because despite the season of life that you're in, and there's a whole passage on the seasons um, of life that we can find ourselves in, but despite that, we are still, it is still the fruit of the Spirit, and we are still filled by the Spirit. And so, even if you're not in a season of joy, you can still have joy. And that's, I think that's a, a, a beautiful illustration of Jesus, in that he sees us, and he recognizes that we may not be in a season of joy, and yet he's still like, but I will give you moments Mm-hmm. And I will allow you to feel joy, even if you don't feel it all the time. And I know for me, there was a season in my life, not, I, it was just last summer, where I, I felt like I couldn't feel happy and I was tired of it. And I tried to mask it and I t- tried to pretend that I was happy and I tried to, you know, all this stuff. And I eventually had to come into the fact that I, I needed to be in a season of sadness, of sorrow. And yet in the midst of that, Beautiful things happened, and and I celebrated, and I had joy, and you know, two of my great friends had their uh, bridal showers, and I went on road trips, and I enjoyed the summer, and I enjoyed thunderstorms, and there was that joy, that mm-hmm. undeniable joy in the midst of that season, mm-hmm. and it was a beautiful thing. And a lot of times, I think people, when we do have times of despair and hard times, that's all we can see, even when when we get out of those times we just look back and like oh 2017 sucked or oh you know this last month was just I you know like it was just rough the and the entire time but when we really sit down and look back and think about that time in our lives and that time of sorrow and that season of despair we will find undeniable undeniable joy in there even mm-hmm. if it was just for a day with in an entire month it was still there yeah and I think to jump into the next passage that we're going to read in that our joy should look childlike and there's a distinction here between childish and childlike and we'd like to make that very clear we're not talking about being childish and being immature we're talking about having childlike faith childlike faith looking into the world with new eyes um with With awe with awe with with wonder with um this urge to learn because everything is so new even if you look at it at something for the 600th time if you look at it with new eyes and childlike eyes you're always going to find something new yes and with that 
we are going to look at Matthew 18, verses 2 through 4, and we chose the Passion Translation for this specific passage um, because we thought that it embodied more of what we were looking for. Mm -hmm. The wording Um, was a little bit more fitting and easier to explain. Um, Another one that we did read was still as good, but a little bit aggressive and... And we would definitely recommend that you read it in whatever version you have. In a number of versions, there's nothing uh, wrong with whatever version you you do read it in. Um, yeah. This is just the one that we felt spoke more to, to the topic that we're looking at. All right, Matthew 18, verses 2 through 4 in the Passion Translation. Jesus called a little one to his side and said to them, Learn this well, unless you dramatically change your way of thinking and become teachable, and learn about heaven's kingdom realm with the wide-eyed wonder of a child you will never be able to enter in. Whoever continually humbles himself to become like this gentle child is the greatest one in heaven's kingdom realm. I think the part that we should definitely look at and talk about um, is something people should definitely... um, just learn to do more is when it says, unless you become teachable. Mm. As adults, when you grow up, and I know we're all, we all do this, we become stubborn in our ways. Um, like the saying, you can't teach an old dog a new trick. Mm-hmm. We think we know it all. We're stubborn. We don't want to learn anymore. We've already been through all the grades, plus more. <laughs> End of story. We're done. Which then leads to ignorance. Yeah. Um, and this is what we want to talk about, like, becoming, have childlike faith, is to become moldable, to become teachable, to open up your eyes, to open up your heart and your mind, and become like a sponge. Just take it all in. Yeah. Um, and with how that leads into celebration is... Have you ever seen a kid celebrate? Yeah. It's the most joyful thing ever. It's like no, like, there, there's no holding back. No. Like, they, they give you everything. Yeah. It may take them a second. But once they, they open up their heart to a new experience, they're having the time of their lives, Absolutely. Man. And I think we should just as much become childlike in our joy. Mm-hmm. And not just our faith, but in our joy as well. Um, yeah. If you see, and if you see a little five-year-old boy, he's going to be so joyful over a new stick he found. That's true. Joy at least the smallest little things. Yeah. And so we should learn to have childlike joy in our small things. To be happy that we, we got a new set of sponges, man. Yeah. That is the most adult thing I've ever said, but it is, it's very true. No, it is. And, and yeah, to just take in the world from that perspective of everything is new, everything is exciting, and... And celebrate, they celebrate everything. They celebrate the fact that... They found a cool rock. Yeah, or that they, they, they drank an entire cup of juice. Yeah. They're like, look at me, mom, look what I did. Or dance parties. I know, um, I have this family that I've known for a while and they have this little girl she has some of the best dance moves <laughs> ever she should teach a class but um she just celebrates in her dancing mm-hmm. or <laughs> her
her her scrambled eggs in the morning. Yeah. Like, well, I think something with that too is that you know, as parents, and we aren't parents, but I remember as a kid. You know, my parents were like, well, Lexi, like, if you finish, like, if you clear your plate, you can have dessert or, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Or if you eat this, you can have that. And I was if not... you finish a... this chore, you can exactly. play this Xbox. Yeah. I think that, as adults, we should do that to each other. Mm-hmm. Not like that of, like, a <laughs> conditional... Hey, Lexi, if you, if you wash the dishes... <laughs> I'll but let you we watch should half like, an hour of your favorite show. Yeah, but, like, those little things of, like, yo, like... You did that thing, mm-hmm. so let's celebrate. Let's celebrate it, yeah. Um, as adults, it, we, I think we throw out the excuse of, I don't have time for that. Mm. When we all know that, yes, life gets a hold of you, but you should make time for that because yeah. the second life gets a hold of you, you lose that joy you dim just a little and then a little bit more and then a little bit more um and we got to keep that light going so i feel as fellow christians and as a community and as a family we should push each other to celebrate to be joyful to find joy in the small things yeah yeah and i think we have one more verse or a few more verses that we're going to touch on really quick. Yeah, so we're going to read um, John 2, 1 through 12. Um, I'm going to be getting 1 through 6, and then Lexi's going to pick it up from there. Yep. Um, so it says, On the third day there was a wedding at Cana in Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there, and Jesus was also invited to the wedding with his disciples. When the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And he said to her, Woman, what does that have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Now there were six stone water jars, there for the Jewish riots of purification, each holding twenty or thirty gallons. Jesus said to the servants, Fill the jars with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, Now draw, out, draw some out and take it to the master of the feast. So they took it. When the master of the feast tasted, the water now become wine and did not know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. The master of the feast called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first, and when people have drunk freely, then the poor wine. But you have kept the good wine until now. This, the first of his signs Jesus did at Cana in Galilee and manifested his glory, and his disciples believed him. And, oh gosh. Okay, this is one of the first miracles Jesus did. And that in and of itself is amazing. Yeah. And like, like we said earlier, Jesus knew how to celebrate. People wanted him at his parties. People saw that he was a good guy, a fun guy. Um, like, I listened to a podcast. Um, uh, Levi Lusco. Yeah, Levi Lusco. He said, um, you knew Jesus was a good guy because the kids ran up to him. And the kids don't run up to creeps. They run up to the good people. And kids loved him. Yeah. And people loved him. And they invited him to parties and dinners and get-togethers. I think that right, right there just should show us an attribute of... 
of desiring to become someone that people are like, you know what, you're a good person. You're a fun person. I want you at my party. I mm-hmm. want to celebrate with you. I want you to be there because your joy is so overpowering and so fulfilling that you, you, you spread joy around anyone you're with. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. And I think that's a great place to end this segment where we are going to jump into our next segment looking at how to celebrate while still feeling loss and and still mourning things that that you haven't been able to achieve due to the season that the world is in right now so with that another short break this time maybe grab a nice cozy blanket pet your dog or cat or guinea pig and uh we'll get right back to you Alright guys, welcome back to the final segment of this week's episode. We are looking at how to celebrate while still feeling loss and still mourning things in this time of coronavirus and things being shut down and things being cancelled. I know lots of seniors as well as lots of adults who get excited about the things that they get to do in the summers are all feeling a little bit of, of loss right now. So we just wanted to dig in a little bit as to... I don't know, just kind of what that, what celebrating in the midst of that looks like. And so we're going to kick it off with a verse that we think actually hits on that pretty... Yeah, it hits the nail on well. the head right away. Um, and I'm going to be in Romans twelve fifteen, which goes, Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. I think that's such a powerful verse, like just by itself. <laughs> um, it's just so good. Yeah, it is. And I think it goes along... With what we were talking about earlier about holding each other accountable um, and in a community where we feel a lot of the same things or we're very um, sympathetic and we empathetic I guess um, we feel your emotions um, it when a brother or sister is having a hard time we should sit down and mourn with them and weep with them but um, we should also be the ones to help pick them back up um, and to show them the joy and to show them how to celebrate and to, like I said, hold them accountable for actions they've done and celebrate them with it. Like, you've gone through this, you've overcome it, so let's celebrate that you've done that. And again, it doesn't have to be a giant get-together of a huge shindig where you have 48 bags of chips could literally just be like you me sushi avatar the last airbender end of story (laughs) that's emma's dream night right there it is it is it really is that's emma's dream date um not true but no i think i think you're right and i think you know one of my favorite things to do when people like like with my friends after finals week like, just to, like, go out and buy them, like, their favorite snack. Like, mm-hmm. to come back, like, with a bag of gummy bears and be like, hey, like, here. I know you love gummy bears. I know that this week was tough, but you did great. Like, here's some gummy bears. Yeah. Even that little thing, it's not erasing what's happening. It's not erasing the feelings that they're feeling. It's saying, I understand. Mm-hmm. But also, here's some, here's some bright, here's a bright spot, right? Yeah. Here's a little bit of joy in your life. And then coming back and saying, but... 
what you're feeling is valid, mm-hmm. and I'm here to talk about it, to listen, to do what you need to do. Yeah, and as I think, um, along with that picture of Christ holding our hands through things, we should also be holding each other's hands. Yeah. Um, and as friends and as family, um, I think this verse says, weep with those who weep, sit with those who mourn, hold the hands of your friends who are going through a hard time. Yeah. Um, don't just be there when times are good. Don't just be there. Don't just be the friend that your friends will call when they need to party. Mm-hmm. Be the friend that your friends will call, period. Yeah. Whether they need a good cry session, um, party time, they just want to binge watch a movie, you want to play Settlers of Catan, it doesn't matter. We should, we should also be holding their hands and walking with them through the storm or through the grassy sunflowery fields yeah it doesn't matter um yeah yeah no i think that's good and i think something that the verse doesn't necessarily touch on but that's that verse you know it just kind of set us up for this conversation is think about it right now what's the one thing that you were looking forward to either this summer this month last month coming up soon that is either canceled, soon to be canceled, or kind of up in the air because of coronavirus. It's okay to need to mourn that. It's okay to need to feel sorrow because of that. It's okay to feel that you lost something. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I think there's a difference between, um, like we talked about, having, having joy in a time of sorrow. There's a difference between it being a side effect and it being a mask. Yeah. Um, a side effect of having having loss, a side effect, side effect <laughs> should be joy. It shouldn't be, I'm feeling loss, but I'm supposed to be joyful, so I'm just going to throw this mask on and not deal with it. Yeah. It should be a hand-in-hand situation. Yeah. And so that's, you know, now that... Now that you've thought of something that maybe you are mourning, that you feel that you've lost. Now I want you to think of one thing that happened today or this week that sparked joy, that made you feel joyful. Whether that was a small accomplishment, the smallest thing, it can be that you put on a pair of jeans. That It literally could just be that you put on one pair of jeans throughout the whole week. And allow yourself to feel the joy of that moment once more. And recognize that Eventually, hopefully, the world will open up again. Yeah. I have to realize as well that, like, even though we feel those losses, we shouldn't dwell on them too Mm -hmm. long. Um, Like we said, you dwell on them too long, your light starts to dim. Mm -hmm. You should feel them, work through them, move on. Yeah. Celebrate. And celebrate might be the, the way you do move on. Um, like you said, with the little things, um, whatever happens throughout your day, what was good in your day? Um, one thing that I like is when I get home from work and we're sitting there, you do ask me, you're like, what was the best part of your day? (laughs) Um, or like when you come and pick me up from work, I'm like, whoa, look at you. You put pants on. (laughs) I think that's one of the most, I'm like, I sit up a little taller. I'm like, yes, I did. (laughs) Because I've only had them on for 10 minutes, but I did. I did. I I put put them on. on. And... That right there just shows it, it's it's the little things. Mm-hmm. It is literally the little things that count. 
Um, whether you have someone to do that for you or you need to do it yourself, it's worth it. Yeah. It will put a little brighter smile on your on your face. It will put a little hop in your step and it'll get you through the day a little faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Just taking that minute to reflect on like, okay, what was the best part of my day? Mm-hmm. I think is something, you know, when I ask you that, it's also a chance for me to be like, okay, Alexia, like what was the best part of your day? Because mm-hmm. there are some days where I'm like, my day sucked. Mm-hmm. From beginning to end, it sucked. Yeah. All I did was sit here and do homework, but like it sucked. Yeah. <laughs> and, but me asking that question also holds myself accountable for, okay, Lexi, like you have to pick one thing out of your day. That was good. That was good. Yeah. And it... We keep we keep coming back to the subject of it being minor, it being little, but it's true. Like when you have a horrible day, when you're grooming dogs all day and every single one is fighting you, or you haven't moved from your seat because all you're doing is homework, mm-hmm. and you get asked that question, it could literally just be like, Pippin came and sat on my lap today, and it was yeah. really cute, and, and I I enjoyed it, or um, this this little old man shook my hand and just the way he did it made me smile and he just seemed really happy. I had this really derpy dog come into work today and it kind of made me laugh a bit. It doesn't have to be, I found $200 on the sidewalk. Although if that does happen to you, let us know because we will also celebrate with yeah, you. Yeah, we'll celebrate with you. <laughs> um, but yeah, find the little things. Yeah. It's, it's the little things that count. It's the little things that get us through it. And... The little things add up, mm-hmm. and then they become big things. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a really good, I don't know, I think that's a good place to end, in that it is those little things. And we've said that over and over and over again. Um, and so it's a theme, apparently. But the same song for this week is apparently is Little Things, but yes. One Direction. <laughs> uh, <laughs> one Direction, Hi, dudes. <laughs> I never thought I would say that in my life. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but, yeah, no, and I, so I think our challenge to you this week, it's not like it's homework, but just maybe something to think about in the back of your head is what's one good thing that happens this week? Or maybe each day. Write it down. Celebrate it. Pour yourself a glass of wine. <laughs> and just celebrate Celebrate life. Yeah. Life is a precious gift and it's worth celebrating and it should be. Yeah. And good and bad. One more thing before we leave is that I would also encourage you to call one person this whole week and ask them what the best part of their day was. Because I'll guarantee you it will brighten their day and it'll brighten yours too. Mm-hmm. And, like we said, it keeps you accountable for thinking of one thing that made your day, too. Yeah. All right. And with that, we bid you farewell. Sweet. Sweet! Thank you guys so much for tuning into this week's episode of Life. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment. We love your feedback. And tune in next week. 